Yo, what's good, extended fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. <laughs> yeah. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I recommend a computer. We're professionals here. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Try to catch me slipping there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Chip. At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. Because we covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Everybody, it's your boy Fresco of House Fresh. First of his name, fucking Lord Commando, the Nice Watch, King of the North, King of the fucking Seven Kingdoms and the Angles. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Fresco Been Famous. That's B I N Famous. And on Instagram at Fresco Fame. You and it's your boy, Flaw 700, aka Flaw Claw Van Dam, aka Flaw Seagull. Oh, you bitch. AKA your boy, Thumb Sum Goy. Uh. And we are the Podcast Brothers, and this is episode 118. 118, man. Let me see if I can find an applause. It's been a while. Let me see if I can get some. Let me see. Uh oh. I didn't got the button. You ain't got the I don't even got the button. He got the new toy. You feel me? And it ain't all the way set up, configured correctly yet. Absolutely. So, how about. Yeah, there it is. We're going to just go with that. <laughs> this episode 118, still in Starbucks, downtown, beautiful Trenton. Speaking of Starbucks, I'm looking around Starbucks right now currently, and I feel like people are just starting to come in because we record. Hey, it's it was just dope. empty a little while ago. Today has been a dope day. Social gibberish just finished recording, and we had two people, you know, running to us like, yo, what do y'all do? What's your name? You know what I mean? So we threw them in the social gibberish name. Also Shout out to social gibberish. Name. You know what I mean? So Starbucks is actually a dope spot for us where we could just be in here recording in the community center and the customers just come in and be like, hey, what do y'all have going on? Capitalize um, on gentrification. What do you do? I give them the name. They write it down on their uh, they write it down on their Spotify account or they follow us on Apple Podcasts and boom, we got new listeners. Every Sunday it's like this. So we appreciate Starbucks and the people who are afraid to say, hey, Twan, what are you doing? Check me out, nigga. Yo, that was that part, <laughs> Ball of Block and BJ. Yeah. Twan. <laughs> he wasn't even doing nothing, though. Remember the thing? He wasn't doing shit. He was shit. like, Twan, check, check me out, nigga. <laughs> 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 nigga was bopping his shoulder. He like. wasn't doing the dance thing. Shorty was doing all the dancing. <laughs> You funny as hell. You yeah, gotta man. love. You gotta love a good low budget movie. Absolutely, yo, them are the best movies. Mm-hmm. The Which low budget, true. the ones that aren't supposed to be nothing. Like yo, be funny Black Dynamite is hilarious. Hilarious. It is like one of the most low budget movies you ever. Watch, I ain't man. never seen a nigga get out of line in a movie, and then the next scene after the edit, it was a whole new nigga in his place. Yo, there is a scene in the Black <laughs> uh, the Black Dynamite movie. Where um, it's a fight and he slaps 
the he's, guy. He actually slaps him though. It's like out of <laughs> it wasn't like the actor slap. Like he actually slapped the the guy. And he was like, "Hey man, what the fuck?" <laughs> and then it was like, "Boop!" And then they did the scene over the scene, with a whole a different whole nigga. different dude. So they, was just, <laughs> they didn't even care. Like they didn't do the whole part. Nah. I would have did the whole scene over. Right. They just cut. And the next thing you know, he fighting a whole nother dude, man. Hilarious. It was I hilarious. I recommend you watch that. Yeah, Black uh, Dynamite. What's his name? J- um, Jai White. Michael. Michael J-, J. White. Michael J. White. Your karate brother. Yeah, he, he definitely fired. But, hey, yo, this is the first episode of the new year. Happy new year to everybody. I hope and trust that everyone had a great new year and holidays with the family. But it's back to reality for that ass nigga. It's back to work. Absolutely. And I want to cry like a baby. It yeah. feels like I haven't done a podcast in so long. It did feel like even, that. That's even, why I forgot my fucking introduction information and shit. Stumbling like a damn tumbleweed through it. Even though we did record last week, the audio wasn't um, good enough for us to put out. And I, I, I just didn't want to put out anything. So we just canned that episode. Um, shout out to the Smith family. Shout out to the shout Smith out Foundation. To Terrell. Shout out to the whole family for having us. Yes, we we yes. shook hands with millionaires. Shook hands with millionaires, bro. Um, it was it's dope. Lit. It was next. dope. Kwanzaa, the event. upper room, when Jesus. We shook hands with millionaires, you know what I'm saying? It was a dope, oh, it was a dope Kwanzaa Sorry. event. But unfortunately, we can't bring you that audio. Yeah, it was a dope event, though. It was good to be in the building. Um, it was people in that event, you know what I'm saying, inquiring about who we were and I got. I think it was like, what what radio station you guys on? That right. Was just, that was the question. It amazes. It doesn't amaze me. But should have so, just made one up. Yeah, hey, we on Power ninety nine and shit. <laughs> Check us out. <laughs> we come on right after the Breakfast Club. Yeah. I'm, breakfast Club, come on Power one hundred five. I know, but I'm just saying. I'm just oh, saying. Right. I could have said that. You could have oh, said right, what you right, said. Right. Basically, we could have just said anything, and they would have been like, "Okay, I'm gonna that's check what I'm about out. to start doing. I'm about to start. Li- I'm about to start making it sound bigger than what it is. <laughs> the motherfuckers really gonna start listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, we opened up for shows for the Breakfast Club and mm-hmm. Power One Five, Hot Nine Seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We right up underneath them. Mm-hmm. It's real. <laughs> whatever we got. Hey, hey, it's whatever. It's, it's early 2019. Hey, I'm, so last week, last week, y'all might have missed our New Year resolutions, our goals for 2019, our top five movies. Albums and shows facts, of facts, 2019. Facts. Yeah, we did, we you, did all that the last episode. Did you want to at least tell them? Yeah, we could touch on that. Or number one, because I remember my list. I just remember what I thought was the dopest. Like, so your, the number one is from in age category for the number one. Because I really don't remember my list. All right, cool. So I'll go first. Okay, I think my show, my number, my favorite show of 2018 was Snowfall. Okay. Shout out to um. Um, FX, that's the station. Shout out to my boy Frank. He ain't my boy, but that's my man's in them. The man's in them. Yeah. My favorite album of 2018 was the Black Panther soundtrack. Yes, it's a mm-hmm. soundtrack, and maybe it might um, not count as an album to some of you, but as far as f- for me, I'm going to go Black Panther soundtrack. And my favorite movie of 2018 was the Black Panther movie. And we discussed this that even though Avengers had everybody in it and it right. was huge, Black Panther made more. Black Panther just meant more to me personally. Like I, I actually felt empowered when I left Black Panther. Yeah. Um, I didn't when when it's Avengers, not often it's not often you get conflicted in movies between the good guy and the villain. Like, well, shit, I kind of I like both these yeah. niggas. And then when the Avengers went off, I was like, whoa, what the hell happened? It, even though I read the comic, right. it just Avengers just went off so dark. And the that black was, that Panther, was fired. I think that was the dope part. It about was, it. but I still was just like, wait a minute, it's got to be like ten more minutes of this. They can't end it like that. Nope, niggas but, is dead. <laughs> um, right, right. Niggas but the Black dead. Panther, I left with yo. I am a king. <laughs> Get up, my son. You are a king. Yes. So that was that. So what's your um, number ones? 
Um, my number ones for 2018. My number one album of 2018 would be Nipsey Hussle, Victory Lap. Hands down, great piece of work. Um, my favorite TV show, last time I said Game of Thrones, but since it's not a top five, I can't do it since it's just one show now. Number one TV show of 2018, um, a lot of TV shows that I was enjoying actually fell off this year. Walking Dead fell all the way the fuck mm-hmm. off. That shit took a, a fucking terrible fall. I didn't even watch that shit. Rick died and shit. I didn't even give a fuck about watching the episode. But he didn't die. Right. He, he like getting his own three-part series or some goofy shit like yeah, that. Rick didn't even die. Whatever, man. Um, I'm going to have to go with a tie between Power and Snowfall. Mm. Power still my shit. I still watch it. I'm still hooked on the story. And Snowfall... Snowfall was just dope from the perspective it provided on the ground of what crack was like when that shit first hit the streets in Cali. So that shit was fire. Um, and what was the other category? Movie? Movie. My number one movie would definitely be Black Panther of 2018. Um, it was just a very highly influential film, very inspirational. And it provided, it gave you a sense of pride as a black person. It gave you a sense of pride. It honestly did. I know there's a lot of other people out there like, I don't even know why people be tripping on Black Panther. It was just another movie. All right, listen, nigga, just let us have it. All right, God damn. Right. Just, just for those who do look at it in the perspective of it being on a plateau, let us keep it there, man. Let us hold that, let us hold that up high, motherfucker. Right. So we just wanted to give you all a recap of the episode that will not be released. We, like I said, we had a dope interview. Um, and we just, you know, we talked about some other things, but that was basically it in the nutshell. So now let's get into this episode, actually. And we still like to start the episodes off with how our weeks work. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that really want to hear what you got to say about your Los Angeles trip. Really? I've seen that in the group. Oh. People want to hear what Fresco got to say <laughs> about L.A. Oh. So you want oh, to Oh, did off? you notice my Lakers hoodie that I bought from inside of the Staples Center? It's crazy, <laughs> right? Damn. <laughs> That's crazy, man. This hoodie you have on now, you bought at these. Oh, this? Oh, that. This one? Yes. This one that I got on that you're looking at? <laughs> yeah, I got this from inside the Staples, the Staples Center. Somebody asked me recently that now that I went, well, I'm going to get to how I was when I was there in a second, but somebody asked me, um, now that you've been to L.A. in the Staples Center, which do you prefer, New York or Madison Square Garden or L.A. in the Staples Center? I'm like, well, that's kind of not fair for me to answer because I've been going to New York since I was a kid. So New York is kind of like a hop, skip and a jump away with this being my first time in LA and at Staples center. It was more of a, of significance to me because I've been a Lakers fan since I was a kid, since I was like 11. So I go, I'm going to pick LA because you know what I'm saying? It's not as that area that, that, that style of life isn't as familiar to me as it is. You know what I'm saying? With New York. I love New York. I enjoy going to New York and Madison Square Garden. It's fire, but I'm not a Knicks fan. I probably only go to Madison Square Garden if the Lakers is coming. So, <laughs> so I'm going to take L.A. But L.A. was dope, man. Um, it was amazing to see just, like, I heard about it my whole life and how it was and getting over there. It was really what I thought it would be, except for the weather. It was cold as fuck. Yeah, it was cold as really? fuck. Really? L.A.? It was cold. L.A. was cold? It was cold, bro. And on top of that, the the, the, <laughs> the fucking Airbnb we were staying in, the fucking heat didn't work. So I was cold the whole fucking time I was in L.A., bro. Like, the whole time. 
But niggas made it through. Shit, I slept with sweats and a hoodie on before, and it ain't nothing new, goddamn. <laughs> I made it work. But the best part of the experience was I, I did some sightseeing. We went to Venice Beach, which was one of my favorite things to do. I think that's over there where they shot White Man Can't Jump, right? On, on Venice Beach and shit. So I went over there, and I was watching uh, niggas play ball or whatever. Um, Don't give me the line. Skateboard park and all that. Yo, you know what's crazy? The homeless problem out there is bad. Mm. Like, real bad. You're walking on Hollywood Boulevard, and you come across the uh, the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It ain't even nothing spectacular, bro. That shit is so dirty. I was like, oh, shit, this is it? <laughs> I was like, this is, I'm just walking down the street, and I just happened to look down. I was like, oh, shit, the stars. <laughs> the stars. They get it right there. It was mad regular. But um, the area was nice. It was like It's like a West Coast New York, if you want to look at it. In that way, um, it's a, I was in Hollywood. I was I was staying in East Hollywood, and if you're not going up a hill, you're going down a hill. Mm. The Hollywood Hills is real. First thing I did when I landed, I went to a dispensary. Oh yeah, go walk in the store. It's like a fucking candy shop for potheads, man. I spent more money on weed than anything the fuck else when I was out there. <laughs> I was stoned. You had to take advantage of it. A good 90% of the time I was there. If you saw me in a snap or a video, I had a joint in my hand. And they was throwing niggas deals. You could walk in, buy eighth. They throwing you a gram off the love of a different strand. They breaking down the science to you behind the strands. I got a free grinder. I'm buying pre-rolled joints dipped in wax. It was like fucking piehead heaven, mm-hmm. bro. I was just, I was fucking loving it. Um, th- but the game itself was absolutely the most uh, fun part for me. Being inside a Staples Center was amazing. And I had great fucking seats. Like, these seats were really, really great for my first Lakers game. Now, it sucked that LeBron didn't play and Rondo didn't play. And then as the game started, Kuzma played for like the first couple of minutes and then he never came back. But they still competed. It was a good game up until like the last five, six minutes of the fourth quarter. Then they OKC blew the lid off that motherfucker. Uh, uh, Russell Westbrook had a terrible game, but Paul George was balling. <laughs> Paul George had like 38. I said, shit. This nigga catching alley oops and shit. And, and you know what's crazy? It ain't hard. Yo, it can't be hard to dunk on a nigga in the NBA because these niggas is like 6'8, six, 6'9. When I looked at the height between them and the fucking basket, I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> if I was 6'9", these mother- I'd be yamming. I'd be skying over everybody. Like, the, the basket is really not high. And for a nigga like Giannis to be fucking 7'9", coming through with uh, eight, a fucking 8'9", wingspan. Yeah, why isn't every attempt a dunk? You're like, yo, you should be. You, I can understand. I seriously see why he's able to dunk everything when he comes mm-hmm. through. Like, you need an elevated rim, bro. Like, that shit is just crazy. But it was a great time, man. It was a really great time. The worst thing about it all was the fact that the heat and the fucking Airbnb didn't work and that long goddamn flight, man. Were you able to get something off the Airbnb? Like, your heat don't work. It's, uh, it's in the works, emails and shit. So, okay. But um, other than it was great, man. Shout out to my homie Keisha for putting it all together. That's been my dog since ninth grade, and we both been Lakers. We we became friends from because we were Lakers fans, and this was during the the Kobe Shaq era. So, yeah, man, shout out to my dog, yo. Mm-hmm. That's my week, baby. And I came back to Jersey, and you know, just got to recover before the work week starts tomorrow. And um, yeah, I just been chilling, man. How was your New Year? My New Year, I was high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was the day I landed. 
I landed on New Year's. When I landed in L.A., it was like 9 o'clock, but it was already 12 o'clock mm-hmm. midnight here. So I, uh, I was able to hit up. So when did you the, celebrate, 9 o'clock or the 12 o'clock officially in L.A.? Yeah, you know what, yo? That three hours is a bitch, man. Like, it really is because I'm waking up 6 a.m. over there, which is 9 a.m. here, and I got to wait for shit to be open. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm just laying in the bed and shit like, I'm three hours ahead now, of me. I was wondering why you was up so early. It's yeah. like, yo, son, it's like... <laughs> Why are you up at 6 a.m., but it's 9 o'clock Jersey time, East East time? Right, yeah, so that's what it was. My body clock was still Jersey time, but the actual time where I was was three hours earlier, so it was kind of tripping niggas up. I went to the spot called Millie's Cafe. Yo, they breakfast was lit. Shout out to Millie's Cafe in Los Angeles on Sunset Boulevard. I recommend that shit. Yo, and the food was cheap. It wasn't even expensive. I got fucking French toast with strawberries and bananas and eggs and fucking bacon and some uh and I had a hot chocolate cuz I was fucking cold all weekend. <laughs> I was freezing, nigga. And that shit was good as hell. Like good. Go to Millie's Cafe in Los Angeles, man, and tell them Fresco from the podcast brother sent you. <laughs> God damn it. So yeah, man. That was that was that was LA for me. Mm. My week, well, you know, it was New Year's. I didn't do much on New Year's because um, I'm I'm the type of person where I feel it's just, it's just like don't nothing change because the clock strikes twelve. All of that is 2019. It's starting to do doing nah. Like whatever was happening. When was New Year's? Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Whatever I was going. Whatever I was going through on Monday trickled over to Tuesday. Like nothing changed because the clock struck midnight. It's a mind frame, brother. Yeah, but I think that I'm still hand, I'm still dealing with the uh, measures at hand. And I um, okay. at the end of the day, like the post and the people who say, well, it's 2019, I'm going to start doing this. All that's fine and dandy, but I think that you should wait until you're ready to start doing um, this, that, and the third. For example, I'm going to change my diet come this Friday around January, excuse me, um, whenever that is, 10th, 12th, whatever that is. Because I discovered this um, website that delivers food. And I was actually looking at the Jay-Z and Beyonce article where they suggested everybody, they suggested go, vegan. everybody go vegan. And in my head, I was just like, well, yeah, I'd be vegan too if I had a chef. And then, I found this, and then I found this website that would deliver vegan food to me. And I said, shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's your excuse now, What's motherfucker? What's my excuse now, right? Yeah. It's just like, like it gives you the option to either eat clean, vegetarian, or let me see that shit. Vegan, but the uh, the app for yeah. the food. Um, yeah. Let me look at that. Look it up. But it actually gives you the option to eat clean. Oh, this orange juice. Be a vegan lit. or um, juice. Damn, be a vegetarian. So I was just going to eat clean, right? But then I was just like, nah, I can't do that because I just, you know, I spoke on it. So now I have to um, live up to it because I opened my mouth. But here is the site right here. I'm just about to show you. Boom, 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 boom. Let me see. Okay. Get started now. It's a monthly subscription. It's a weekly subscription. But I looked at it as for one hundred and eight dollars a week, you can eat keto. For one hundred and thirteen dollars a week, you can eat vegan. For one hundred and eight dollars a week, you can eat clean. The list goes on and on. Classic. I what chose, can you get for fifty dollars a week? I don't think that's on the. I don't think it's an option. <laughs> but I looked at it as as much junk food as I eat. Mm-hmm. And I did the math. I took vegan. I'm spending $22 a day. 
No, no. Well, I'm spending twenty two dollars okay. a day by doing the vegan option. Okay. I eat twenty two dollars, if not more, on junk food. You understand? Okay. Now pulling up the Wendy's, you're gonna spend ten dollars, and then dinner time, whatever you want. But you're gonna get that and only eat that. You're not going to eat anything outside Absolutely. of that. Absolutely. Two uh, meals a day. I get two meals a day, and they're going to be vegan platters, and that's what I'm going to eat. So, you know, it's time to it's time to turn up, man. So you're gonna do that all month long, or just certain weeks out of the month? Because no, you still say, I mean, you saving money at the end of the day. I'm still going to save money this way. because guess yeah. what? If you're not eating nothing else, though. I, I haven't eaten nothing all day, and I might go find something to eat later on tonight. But guess how much I might like? I'll go to Chickies and Pete's and spend about $40 just on right. one sitting. You understand what I'm saying? Right, yeah. That's, and then, that's but guess true. what I just ate? A whole bucket of fries with cheese. With cheese. Wings, and the crab sauce. Crab sauce. They lit, though. They lit. They lit, though. Chicken, water, juice, Long Island iced teas. Look at all that. I just put in me $40, but look what I can give myself for 20 Did you enjoy yourself, though? I did. <laughs> nah, nah. That's, nah, part, nah, of the, nah, that's nah. part of the $40, too. It is. Being happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I spent $40 on this food so that I can enjoy myself, now, and I got my enjoyments worth. Also, I started doing DoorDash, which is kind of yeah, like yeah. Um, food delivery, uh-huh. and it's pretty dope. It's easy money, man. And I'll say this. I feel bad that I'm contributing to the obesity of the United States. No, you don't. Yes, I do. My first delivery, bro, was to IHOP. Eight o'clock at night, some young man decided to order buttermilk pancakes. And here's my thing. Damn. If you're going to get buttermilk pancakes delivered to you, you might as well start writing your will now. The least you can do is get up <laughs> and walk go to, to the your kitchen. Co- go to the kitchen, chef up your own pancakes, or yeah. get up, walk to your car, get in the car, drive, get out the car, walk into the restaurant, sit down, eat the pancakes, and then do it in reverse. You can even at take least, it with you. At least go pick it up. At least go pick it up. Right. But man, if you're getting buttermilk pancakes <laughs> delivered <laughs> to you, it's was it, a wrap, was it, was it just pancakes? Nah, outside? nah, he had something else. But I was just focused on the pancakes because I know how heavy pancakes is. After I eat pancakes, I take a nap. Yo, but that's strange, my nigga. Yo, I yeah. Can't imagine ordering no pancakes like that, son. So, listen. I mean, but at the at the end of the day, what what Americans value most is convenience, and the more convenient shit get, the lazier Americans get. A- a- absolutely. Another thing, I'm not dissing my DoorDash customers, but some of you need to grow up. <laughs> One of these orders I had, somebody ordered McDonald's, right? Which isn't the issue. Does anybody order anything good? Like, what the fuck? They ordered McDonald's. He ordered a McDouble, and he ordered a Big Mac value meal, but he wanted his drink to be a high C orange splash. You got to grow up, fam. Get you a Coke. Get you a Dr. Pepper. Then when I dropped it off to this dude, he like this big-ass football player type of dude. He's like, bro, come on, bro. Yo, what if that man don't like soda? I'm just saying a high C orange splash. I, I get that's exactly what I get when I go to fast food. Grow up. I get high C orange because I only want juice. I, I ain't want gonna no lie. soda. I get the strawberry lemonade. But so what I, the I, fuck? I'm saying to you, it's different when you get it delivered. That's, that's just my thinking. Like you gotta make this some type of like you gotta make it exciting. Like think to yourself. Like, but most of the orders I did was Chinese food, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm cool with that. The Chinese place don't deliver. You get paid per delivery? Yep. And it's it's and it's nice too. I think I work only worked two hours and I actually made twenty dollars an hour. So imagine if I actually went out there. So for listen, part time, twenty dollars an hour, it's better than the Uber that I was doing. I, I I definitely like this. You don't put nobody in your car, nobody gets in your car. It's yeah. just you and the food. And the food. We should tag team with that. Let me drive when you don't feel like it, and I'll just take the cheese off the top. What's that? What's that Jada kiss? Ah! 
That's why we don't never make it as a people. I want to help niggas up. So that was my week, basically. Just New Year's, getting back to work and doing this DoorDash thing, just recording podcasts. I'm here now. So you still uh, doing kickboxing too? Oh, that's another thing, man. If I'm, that's another thing. I'm doing too much, man. I was about to ask you. I do yeah, gym, man. so I, I get up at four in the morning and I go to go to the gym by five, and I'm done by six, and I go to work. After work, I'm I'm going to have to make a decision. Like kickboxing, we're taking that, and door dashing. Oh, oh yeah. Like when am I supposed to make my money? But when am I supposed to do my kickboxing? Because what I would like to do is combine. Um, Door dash and kickboxing? No. <laughs> you gonna watch Tybo on YouTube while you no, driving? <laughs> no. The intermittent fasting, the kickboxing, and the vegan lifestyle. I want to see what that looks like. Okay. It'll look crazy. Well, not look crazy, but it'll be crazy for me to change my eating. You gonna look like a bald head Wiz Khalifa? Nah. Well, the new Wiz Khalifa yeah. or the, the new one? I'll yeah. take. You that. gonna like a bald head Wiz Khalifa? I'll take with that. no test. I'll take that. But I definitely want to see. What my body, my mind, my skin, everything look like by going vegan, still working out as much as I'm working out, and doing the fasting. Now, if I do the door, the door dash, I'm making money, but I'm not doing kickboxing, which I enjoy kickboxing because I have a desk job. Well, you just got to ration out your schedule. I say you do kickboxing on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you do door dash. I just fucking solved your problem, well, you man. Did. Now you pay me a consultation no, fee. Yes, all that sounds easy, but what I'm saying to you is I wake up at four in the morning to go to the gym. I work overtime as it is at my job. What I'm saying to you is all of that sounds dope, but you still have to be like, all right, take off, bro. Like, stop, relax. That's what I'm saying. There's such thing as just doing too much. It is, and only you know when you feel like you're doing too much. Like, hey, man, I don't feel like driving tonight. Fuck it. I ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. And don't do kickboxing that day either. Sit your ass down. Kickboxing is expensive, so kickboxing, you just, when you don't feel like doing it, you're going to do it because when they take that money out your account, like, bro, like, basically, you're just getting money for nothing. Like, if I don't go and I'm just paying you one sixty five. I mean, I'm just saying for your uh, for your sanity, for your mental health. Sometimes you just gotta say fuck it. I'm not doing yeah, that for shit. my pockets too. Like that, yeah. that's like giving somebody one hundred and sixty dollars for nothing. Like here you go, take my money. I mean, I've wasted money before. It's just paper. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, it's more than just paper. No, it ain't. But as far as New Year's go, it's this, this is something I haven't really heard much of this. But you know how people greet you, Happy New Year's, like months into the year, and it might be your first time seeing them. How long should people greet you Happy New Year's? Or what's the cutoff? January 3rd. January 3rd? After January 3rd. After no January happy 3rd. Don't wish me fucking Happy New Year. Even if it's your first time seeing them, you know, like, I might have just seen you January 10th. Happy New Year's to you, brother. Nothing? No? Yeah, I, I mean, I, you're kind of forced to say it back. Yeah, you too. Happy New Year. Like, nobody's actually going to go. Listen, man, it's January 10th. Don't wish me that shit no more. Like, <laughs> nobody's going to actually say that. But you're, you're like, kind of automatically uh, inclined to g- repeat the greeting. But, yeah, man, after a few days, I, mean, yeah, we, I, I, I know it's a new year, bro. I give it a week. I give it a week. I'm talking about seven days is as long as I want to hear it. I don't care if the first time we've seen each other is, you know, January 20th. You hear that shit all the time, the coworkers and fucking... This year, oh, I actually shit. haven't heard it, though. Nah, so like, as I'm coming up with the topics, I'm like, but you know what? I haven't heard. Nobody really overextend the Happy New Year greeting. You know? Yeah, I, I got a couple of Happy New Year texts. I'm cool with that. Just don't be right. When, though? 
of New Year's. The night of, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's or the cool. the day of, yeah. But as far as it's like, oh, I forgot to hit Fresco. Well, let me wish him a happy New Year's, but it's January 14th. <laughs> Don't intentionally hit me up to say happy New Year. Like, first of all, I'm going to know you fucking want something. So you might as well just come out and say what you want instead of trying to cover it up. Nah, it might just be a genuine. Happy. Oh, shit. You know what? I forgot to wish Fresco a happy New Year. Absolutely. Nigga, what Absolutely. the fuck do you want? Like, Stop! <laughs> what do you want? What the fuck? Stop bullshitting me! Mm. Happy New Year! Mm. I wasn't thinking about you. Yeah. So um, and to you people who send chain messages on holidays, man, choke yourself out. Stop that shit. I, you know what? I've seen that a lot where people would just like don't text them nothing. And for people like me, the lonely people who don't have any friends, are you, I feel bad. Are you building your eHarmony profile no, or something? No, not at all. But I feel, but 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 honestly, it's just like some people would love that. And just when I see people, you, you can tell who the popular ones are. You know what I'm saying? Because we all want those. Well, I can't speak for everybody, but you know, people be wanting those text messages from people. You know, wishing them well on holidays and birthdays. Bells and then, will and then, be ringing. And then you just get some people who just that popular who get to pick and choose who they don't want to have them hit 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 them up. And then you have some who just like, hey, I would love. For somebody to say, hey, happy New Year's to you, brother. Hey man, this is happy the, birthday to you. This is a life that chose me. All right. Well, I'm not I'm not directly speaking on you, <laughs> nah, but it's just, just there's some people who just that popular, who just that popping, who they get to pick and choose who gets to greet them. I'm on the other fence. I'm one of them people where, hey, say what's up to me, say hi to me, you know, because it ain't much out there for a brother. And I ain't trying to, but this is, but just like you said, this is the life that I chose. I chose my, to be isolated from the world and just do my thing, man. And just, well, I said, this is the life that chose me. Okay. But this is the life that I chose actually. I, I believe, you know, I think it's, I think I'm, I'm way better off with, I mean, cause I, I go, I go into it like, all right, well, nobody wish me happy new year's. Cool, but I, I still had a happy New Year, so I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? I, it's appreciated when and if it happens. But if not, no sweat off a nigga sack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not a drop. I'm with you on that. I'm just going. I'm just going off the fact that there are people like don't don't nobody hit me up because I don't want it. Okay, well, I mean, well that person is probably experiencing some type of some type of depression. Or some type I don't, of I don't know. I don't know. Sadness. If it's, it's just some people just got it made to where you know. I listen. I, I don't need it from all the all. It's probably got, cover up. It's probably cover it's a up. cover up for something. You yeah, know? it's probably cover. Up. I don't know. I mean, I won't go as far as to say like public, like on record. Like I won't make a status on Facebook. Like listen, y'all niggas better not text me and tell me Happy New Year. Now you niggas better not text me in no chain message. Tell us I'm sending this to twelve people. Or you gonna have bad luck all now year. That, that, now you with. now you can kiss my ass. That I'm but not with. If you send me a text, it's just some straight out Happy New Year. Yo, Happy New Year. That's what's up. Those those messages are getting crazy on some. If you don't text me back in 30 seconds. If you don't send this to 48 devil. people in 16 seconds, <laughs> you're going to have fucking hairy feet. Like, what? What? Shut the fuck up. Those messages can stay where they are. But if it's just, you know, random. Like, for example, I, I saw one where they were just like, if I haven't talked to you all year. Don't wish me anything. And it's just, hey, man, you just don't know, man. You just don't know what that person is going through or, you know, just them not having the courage to hit you up any other time. And sometimes a holiday could be an excuse to apologize or, you know. Don't come to my life ruining my fucking good holiday with your weak-ass apology because you just muster up the courage. Keep it. (laughs) Keep it. I guess. I guess. You know what, man? I know we ain't talking two Christmases, man, but I was thinking on this particular Christmas, the third Christmas, we ain't talk. It was time I reach out and make amends. Bro, 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 bro. My life is fine. <laughs> I'm good. Mm. Merry Christmas. Okay. Happy New Year. 
Well, you do Ola. understand. You do understand. Ola, son, don't. Nah. You no, know, Ola means hello, right? Listen, Ola, <laughs> your ass get by, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, just. I, I just I, I just feel bad for the person. Like, you might be fine, but that person might be tore up on the inside. All they want is a little conversation, man. But, hey, if you don't want the negativity that you think is coming into your life, that's your right, man. Facts. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Farmers Insurance knows that when you're in the car and that song comes on. No, not that one. Ah, yes, that's the one. You have no choice but to pull out your imaginary drumsticks and smash those cymbals and stomp on that kick pedal, which unfortunately is also known as the accelerator pedal. And we covered it. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Click for more. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Surviving R. Kelly um, came on. You got to drop the, uh, the what you call it, the hard copy beat when you say that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that TMZ? Yes, yeah, TMZ. They got that from Hard Copy. I forgot what Hard Copy sound like, actually. But Survivor R. Kelly debuted early in the week on Lifetime. I seen the first two shows, first two days. Did you see any of it? No. Okay. Don't plan on it either. Right. But one thing that I took from Surviving R. Kelly was that there are alleged witnesses who actually saw R. Kelly have sex with Aaliyah when she was 15, I believe, 15, 16. And money, everybody has a price. Everybody. Right. Even the child, even the children's victim, the children's uh, mothers, the children's parents, I mean, the children's parents have a price. Um, in 2000, I believe, he got brought to trial. And I was a young 21, I think. 2000? I think 2000. You wasn't 20. Well, I graduated. In, I was 13. I in graduated 2000. in. 1997, so that made me 18. No, no, I, no. No, you did I graduated in 2001. I started high school in 1997, so yes, you are right, which makes it even worse. I was 18, 17, 18, around mm-hmm. the time when the R. Kelly tape surfaced. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, young kids, and I remember getting a hold of the tape and watching it and really just trying to see if that was him and if that was a minor. And I think we all came to the conclusion that that was him and that was a minor. But at the end of the day, you know, we just left it alone and let the justice system do whatever it is that they do. It wasn't no social media back then, really. It wasn't nothing really popping. It's nothing that you could do in New Jersey. But say, hey, R. Kelly's a nasty mother. You know what? Nasty. You're a nasty mother. You know what? Uh, so with that being said, his and then I found out and I don't know if you knew this, but you're not alone. Written by R. Kelly for Michael Jackson was about an underage girl who miscarries his child. So I'm I'm really like ah who said that and who leaked that information? How the that actual information the come? actual young lady that was on the show. She he it was about her. It was about her. Um, he he got her pregnant because he's to lock these girls up and they couldn't talk to nobody, whatever. But he he got her pregnant and she miscarried. And he so wrote, it was like so why these why these women were like locked up 
or you know, like held in bondage or whatever. Like, what was the what was the families doing? Like, it wasn't no flyers going up. They wasn't put on putting them on like milk cartons or nothing. They, they never really talked about the families, and when they did talk about families, they were in denial. Um, it wasn't until recently where he was holding a, um, the women hostages. You might have heard about something that happened like two years ago last year. Mm-hmm. The parents actually was kicking down doors then, but in 1998 or whenever he first came out, it just seemed like none of the parents were around for these young kids. None right. of them. None of them. Like so, when you see these women having interviews on the show, they're basically saying their best friends were around, but nobody says nothing about mom or dad, right? At all. So I can't answer. I can't even answer that. Like there's there's a, um, a witness that says she saw her and Aaliyah having sex, right? I heard and that. the mother. Of Aaliyah has come out and said, said that's never it's happened. Not, never happened. I've been on tour the whole time, and you don't listen. Rest in peace to Aaliyah, and you don't really want to get involved in that. But when your daughter fakes her age and gets married, and you say that you was there the whole time, you're telling us that you co-signed. You co-signed that. all of that. That's basically. basically what you're saying. Because yeah. as far as it never happening, we don't believe that. But what right. you are telling us is you co-signed it all. You knew your daughter was having sex with R. Kelly, and you knew your daughter got married. If you was there, I believe you. I'm just saying that you co-signed it all. And this is one aspect of the whole scenario that kind of bothers me is that with all of these stories being told so many years later, it's hard to tell what's fabricated and what's 100% truthful. Like, it's like I'm sympathetic to the people that this happened to 100%. But if... For this shit to be such a, a repetitive story and like, nothing's happened to him, like you know what I'm saying? Like what what what's really, what's the end goal here? Is it just to get it out there? We knew this already, but you just want the detail of it, like the hardcore full extent of it. All right, and then what? Like how long is this R. Kelly feud going to go on? Because we've always known he's been on some bullshit. Now with this with the with the victim with the victims telling their stories. And people going back and listening to his music to check for when he might have said something to make you go, oh shit, he been wilding. Now his music's now his music stream is going up. You know what I'm saying? Which I think is dumb because you can't tell from his besides him calling himself the Pod Piper. That's crazy. Nothing else <laughs> in the mute. Well, um, your body's calling. Your Not, body's calling. I me. think no, no, no. Your your um, what's the song? He just was like, my mind is telling me. No, but my body's telling me yes. Things like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I think other than that, he never really had much um, more in detail songs about him wanting to be minors. I just think he sung them as... Because in the video... And also, Aaliyah's age ain't nothing but a number, too, of course. Right. Um, the vid- In the videos, the women were grown. And in the songs, like, who would think that You're Not Alone is about an underage child? So I think he hid his vocal... His his, his songs Did Michael Jackson well. know that? I don't think Michael Jackson knew that. <laughs> Ooh, if he did... Whew. But at the end of the day, I can't say that because what I've learned at the industry is they they all um, go after um, young girls. Um, I was doing some research, and if I'm wrong, uh, shoot me the real article. But Puff Daddy had um, Justin Combs. His first child is with was with a 16 year old. You know, she had Justin wow. at 16. Um, Drake. It's been um, not rumored, but the video has popped up that um, a few years ago in 2000. So before he became Drake, Drake. He was on stage with a 17-year-old girl grinding on her, asked, kissed her, asked her her age. She said 17, and he began kissing her again. Um, Bell Biv DeVoe, one of them dudes like underage, adolescent, something, something in his song. Um, I can go on and on, 
DMX, Biggie Smalls, Jay-Z, Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown was like well underage when they was writing for her, but they alleged Man, they, that something I mean, going on. This is fucking this with is, underage girls ain't nothing new. This is deep-rooted in the culture. So I don't, and not just the culture, just just people. You Well, you right. Not but just people. When we talk about R. Kelly, though, but you're right, though. I'll give you that. People. Because the more I look at, the more I look at the whole picture, sometimes I think I'm weird. It's just like, bro, why, why is all y'all, why are, are, are all, all of us doing this? Like, nobody's, I feel like I'm like the, one of the only ones who are, who's trying to do things the way that it was shown to them. But then you realize, damn, my idol or people I looked up to, you really did stuff like this? Right. And, and it's just like I mean, all of them. The woman in our own, man, the girls we went to high school with condone shit like this. And you, I remember being told by chicks in high school, I don't date dudes in my school. You gotta be, you gotta be older than me, and for the and for her to get picked up by some twenty three year old, twenty four year old after school and shit. It's, so now when I get older, what I feel like, shit, it's, I gotta have a car and get a, a young bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody gets give me some attention, you know, some shit like that. Like that's kind of what happens. It's sad because for men, it's like a form of power. Because all the women were saying that R. Kelly wanted him to call, wanted her to call him daddy, right? And I guess in his mind, you can't do that with a woman your age. Like, oh, bro, you got to earn that title. And that's, all women call their man daddy under certain circumstances, but, to, able to, but to, to be able to just... You can't be young enough to be my daughter calling me daddy. Though. That's a little But weird. to be able to just meet you and five seconds flat be like, yo, call me daddy. Now, he probably could have done any of that to any woman because he's R. Kelly's a star. Mm-hmm. So you could have had any woman you want, but at the end of the day, when you mentally messed up in the head and they, they like to talk about him sex being sexually abused, I don't know. I don't know nothing about that. I don't know what that triggers in you that makes you say, hey, since I've been abused, let me go be the abuser now. He I definitely could have found he definitely could have found a grown woman who was into that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Off the top. He could have found millions he of grown found, women. He could have found mad grown women who would willingly want to be his hostage. Like, Absolutely, absolutely. He could. I don't know what it was with him. It's it's got to be something mentally off. No excuses though. That's some sick shit. That's some real, real sick shit. And I ain't making excuses for Robert Kelly. I'm not. But don't let Fiesta remix come on when I'm in the building. That's Mm -hmm. all I'm gonna say. Yeah. And that was another thing that he did. Like whenever his um, he would have his back against the wall. He wound up having his biggest hit. Like I believe I could fly. Came out, you know. Th- this was after him being married to Aaliyah. I believe I could fly, mm-hmm. and it's just like Space bro, Jam soundtrack. This soundtrack. dude made I believe I can fly. So anything else you got going on, forget about it. And then after the two thousand um, trial, he did step in the name of love. You understand? So it's just like every time this guy's back was against the wall, he made the biggest songs in the world. This is the remix ignition. Man, fresh out the listen. It's fucked up what he did, right? Now, take me for example. I'm a Kobe Bryant fan. Kobe Bryant's my favorite NBA player since I've been a kid. And when he caught that sexual assault charge, I wasn't with that shit. But when his ass showed up to play in that game, I'm still I'm still Lakers. But that don't mean I condone the shit that he got going on in his personal life. I'm only interested in the aspect that I'm entertained by, which is what his profession is, basketball. I'm only entertained by what R. Kelly's profession is, which is music. Now, if he start making songs about sexually molesting 10-year-old girls or 16-year-old girls, then it's different. But he is. It's just the songs are hidden. 
Right. Well, we didn't know that. Now that is, but if it's if it was blatantly put out there, now we enjoy the music. The music, the seed's been planted, and it's already sprouted and blossomed. Like we enjoy it now. It's stuck. When we hear it, we don't go, oh shit. Now you got to sit and think about it now. Oh shit, this nigga was talking about a goddamn teenager on the song. It's yeah. crazy. You know what I'm saying? But now, if he was if he was actually blatantly. Saying that in his lyrics, not, and it's like, no, we're not listening to that. You know what I'm saying? But that's See, not that's not what was exactly happening. I so it's still kind of you still kind of nod your head to it. I can't agree with that. No, when Frank Ocean came out and he never said, I don't like the songs that he had out was just dope songs. And you had everybody saying, I can't listen to Frank Ocean because he's gay. And they felt like he was singing to a gay man. So now, if you know that R. Kelly is writing songs for underage, he can't be writing them for adult women because he don't right. like them. Right. So if he's writing all songs for underage girls, how can you be like, well, I don't care because he's not saying it. When Frank Ocean never said, well, not that I know, but what's the song? Do you think about me? The song, mm-hmm. A Tornado. Oh, I can't listen to Frank Ocean because he's talking about men. Nah, I actually started listening when he said he was gay. I was like, oh, this shit probably dope. I actually listened to it because he was gay. Because I wanted to hear what the fuck kind of music he would make. Right. That one was fire. You're, see, see, you're consistent. Okay, I'm not going to turn Frank Ocean off because he's singing us for a gay man. Don't care. The song is fire. Right. Okay, R. Kelly, I wish you uh, death penalty, go to hell, and whatever case. But guess what? This music is fire. It's, yeah. But let's, but for, for those, let's be consistent. Kobe Bryant, you got a sex charge, but you drop him 40. Hey, man, you keep balling when you get in the, on, the, on the court, but good luck when you go to court. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right. <laughs> so you know if you was one of those people who was just like, I don't listen to Frank Ocean because he's gay and you still want to listen to R. Kelly because he's writing, he's basically writing all his songs about underage women because obviously he don't really like older women. Then, hey, he ain't got to say, like his his music skyrocketed on Spotify because people wanted to hear his lyrics. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hear nothing. Right. I Listen, I really, and even though I know this, I really don't want to find out half on a baby was about <laughs> something in particular. Like, Tell me what the deal is. Oh my God, that's my song. Son, but just took a I don't even want. Right I, but I don't want to hear it though. Right, I don't yeah. want to hear it, man. Honestly, I'm not like I'm not going to watch the Surviving R. Kelly series because I don't want to hear those type of stories. Not that it's because of somebody's music that I enjoy. I just don't want it. Like when it comes to women being sexually assaulted and raped and that kind of stuff, I, that shit is just really, really disgusting to me. I can't. I don't want to hear that kind of stuff. I don't. I'm. I, I don't want to be around for that type of conversation it's just something i'm not it's kind of hard on my ears but i'm not going to watch that shit and i'm not going to intentionally put his music on i'm not going to just be like yeah i'm gonna go play play this r kelly but if it happens to come on i'm i'm going to nod my head and while we're here man let's cancel chance the rapper he's got to be the stupid why the fuck would he say that he's stupid man like here's my thing why the fuck would he make that comment all men aren't bad men right but I'm going to say this. Most of all the men that gets all these opportunities are fucking assholes, man. Stupid. Chance. How old is Chance the Rapper? I don't know. He can't be older him. than me. He can't be no. older than me. It's no way that when you heard about allegations about R. Kelly, you actually felt like you didn't believe him because they were black women. You right. are being programmed. That's how stupid you are. You were programmed to say that. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I don't believe R. Kelly because those are black women. Bruh. It's it's the overall narrative, and we need to take care of black women. But, bruh, none of us was sitting here on some, man, those are black women. So we don't believe them. We don't believe them because they're black. No. Son. No. Yo, son. Not Chan- one time. 
Not one not time, bro. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yes, when you draw, you the con- really can't come. Like your your team can't like feed you nothing better to say than that. Like, why yo, the fuck would you say that? Yo, like, really, I'm super. You yo, fucked up with that like, one, bro. Like, people draw the pe- people draw the narratives together when they say, "Yo, Bill Cosby only's in jail because of white women." You go, Stan, you might be right. Like, people got to point that out to you. But ain't no way was I sitting around like I'm gonna still listen to R. Kelly because all he did was rape. Black girls. Black. It was only black girls. What's the big deal? Who says that? I Nobody. Don't, I don't. I don't Yo, get Chance the Rapper out of here, man. These dudes is weirdos, man. For real. Mm-hmm. Yo, I don't really I, know much about that guy, yeah. but I do know that he shouldn't, he shouldn't have said that shit. Facts. I know that. <laughs> oh, they were just black women. Get them out of here. All right, Chance. Whatever. Oh, wow. Um, so let's talk about the McDonald's situation. So all this stuff happened when you was in L.A., so I might got to fill you in. You, did, did you hear I'm about what happened? Yeah, okay. I know what's happening. I, know what's I sent you on. the video. So... Mm-hmm. Um, McDonald's employee Yasmin James was attacked by a 40-year-old white man named Daniel Teller. So this situation happened. Oh, that's a white name. Yeah. So this situation happened because there's a new law that says um, that they basically don't want straws in the condiment uh, area. You know, Mm -hmm. you got to ask for them. So Mr. White Man went over there to get a straw, didn't see none, and caused a ruckus. Yo, there's no straws over there. You know what I'm saying? Which I don't understand. All you had to do was ask for it. was ask. You feel me? Like, so, hey, sometimes that station runs out of stuff. Hey, right. excuse me. There aren't any straws over there by the, by the machine. Would you happen to have any? You know how many times I've went to a fast food restaurant and they have ice or, or, or napkins? You need ice over there. Okay, we got you. Boom, boom, boom. He, Mr. White Man, decides to reach over after a little exchange because uh, Yasmin told him, hey, listen, we don't have. Or you, no, no. We don't said, keep them over in that area. You have anymore. to ask for them. Yeah. So white man, homeless white man, decides to reach over the counter and grab her. And she, he didn't know that Yasmin had hands. Yo, first of all, can we change her name to, what's her last name again? Yasmin James, I believe. Yasmin Balrog James. <laughs> Remember oh, Balrog? Yeah. <laughs> Yasmin Balrog James. When this white man reached over the counter to grab her, hit that motherfucker with mad right jabs. Mm, take that, nigga. <laughs> She pieced his face up so bad, he let her ass go. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Wait, what, what, what were you trying to accomplish by reaching over the counter? Because you stuck your white pale ass arms out to try to grab her, and you didn't do anything afterwards. You, you were stuck in that position. That's how white people fight. Because you was, you was catching bombs to your face. But after you, like, what was your move after you were... Like reach to grab her, like you just look like Yo, a fucking fool. Like, we're going to continue this conversation, but that's how white people fight. I was watching this video where this guy was playing the guitar or something on stage. White man, another white man. I saw that he got on stage <laughs> and he kind of like took the chair from me, right? Yeah. So then the guy hits the floor, then he starts kicking him. Why is the white man still walking away? <laughs> like, bro, you came on stage right. to attack me. Now I want the smoke, and you're walking, and walking away, away while I'm punching you in your head. Right. Why do white people, you, what did you think was going to happen when you brought you your ass up here? White people right. fight like that. So I don't know why. I don't know. But so he puts the pause on her, right? I mean, she puts the pause on him back to the McDonald's story. So what happens is Mr. Daniel walks up the highway and decides to call the cops and report that he got hit. He was attacked. Yo, that pisses me off, bro. Yo, that's yo. He that pissed. Throw me the off. rock and hide your hand, ass. I'm niggas, sorry. Man. This is not going to be a racist episode, but this is what white people do. They cause they cause the um action, and then when they get they they the, ask, throw they, the they rock, call the cops. Throw the rock and hide their hands, man. So because how you gonna play victim? How you gonna how you gonna be the aggressor and play victim? Like so because <laughs> the cops recognized uh, the white man from the video, they were able to arrest him. So we appreciate the video, but let's rewind it a little bit. 
I was seeing a lot of men are trash for not helping Miss Yasmin. So let's clear some things up. Those young men were trash. Those young men are fuckboys, not all men. If there was some different men in that situation, who knows what would have happened. But those young men were trash. Um, yes, it needed to be recorded because that's how Daniel got arrested. But there needs to be somebody recording it and somebody whipping ass. I just couldn't stand there and be like, yo, I, I got this on tape. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. pre- I, I appreciate who recorded it, but there has to be somebody that says, yo, hold this camera. I'm about to go intervene, jump in or something. Yeah. So whoever was holding the camera, that footage was needed. But somebody should have stepped in as far as the McDonald employees. Once again, we're not going to make excuses for them like we did for R. Kelly. <coughs> but let's me. think about this for a second. Well, first of all, she said that the manager, she had to call 911 herself because none of the management took action after she was attacked. So mm. uh, I wouldn't really, because I'm not sure, according to the video, who actually saw the altercation from start to finish. When I saw the other employees start to walk in, like they just walked in on her. Whipping his ass. So it was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, they probably didn't know exactly oh, so what? what the fuck was going on. You so know what? Now, I mean, but in the instance where you don't know what's going on, you just, she, for all they know, she could have attacked him. Like, you just don't jump into a situation so you don't know about. Yeah, like, yeah. if you see it from the beginning, oh, yeah, you intervene when it gets to a boiling point. But when you, when you walk in the middle of a situation, the best you could do is, like, just separate it. You just can't start. What if they start wilding out on a white man and... She spit in his face and some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't see it from the start, you don't really know what happened to know what action to take. Because I'm not saying, right, from your point, I'm not saying jump in well off on them, but they still just stood there like, hey, what's going on? No, 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 no. You break them up. Because let's say the cops they probably came were in. surprised that she was whipping his ass. That's no excuse. Like, oh, shit, what the fuck? Let's say the, <laughs> let's say the cops come in. They don't care who started it. Everybody's getting hemmed up. So I'm saying to you is, forget who started it. Break it up. Yo, what's going on? You understand what I'm saying? And if she say this happened, my man is getting dealt with. Or if the employee be like, yo, or if the cousin be like, yo, she spit on me, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, when you see a man and a black woman, y'all need to do something. Just be like, oh, man, I, 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 I wasn't there. I don't know. Like, that, it's just not good enough. There, There's sometimes, sometimes you have to go above and beyond. Yeah, when you know what the situation. fuck is going on. Nah, not this situation. I need I need to know what's going on, because I'm not going to jump and risk my neck for some shit where you could be completely the fuck wrong, and now I'm in some shit but all I'm trying to help you. But I'm telling you is break it up. They didn't try to do it. They did break it up. No, 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 no. They no, did no. break it up. And if, and also, if she, if he was assaulting more so of her, then yeah, I'm asking for more of an action. But she was kicking his ass, so <laughs> let her fuck him up. <laughs> You break that up. Let her fuck e- him even up. though she was winning, you break that up and you you ask him what's going on. The video that I seen, I seen them walk up very slowly. And I've seen niggas, those type of walks in those, up. In those events, niggas don't know what to do right away. You trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Everybody don't have that automatic kicking of, oh, shit, let me spring into action. You asking yourself questions like, oh, shit, what the fuck is happening? Like, yo, I, chill. I'm going to tell you what I think. I think that black men are afraid of repercussions of white people. I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's, okay. That shit is real. That's, that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. I don't care about, oh, I wasn't there. No, 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 no. But y'all I, seen a white man. Y'all seen a white man and y'all knew. Even if he was black, it's, I still would I still believe there would have nah, been some hesitation I, I as to what the that. fuck is going on. All we do. So you would have jumped right in automatically? You would have jumped right in off the fly? Yes. I don't believe you. Why don't you believe him? I just don't. I, I just believe you would have taken a second to kind of analyze what's happening and then make a move instead of just Absolutely putting not. your cape on and flying straight in. Absolutely not. I'm telling you how I feel about the situation. How you go tell, like, All right. Well, like, what would you do? Whatever you tell me you'll do, I believe you. Why would, like, you just said, 
you just made your case. Now, one time that I said, you wouldn't do that. You'd help her. Bruh, so? If that's you, okay, what I'm saying to you, if that's your thing, that's your thing. All right. What well, I'm telling you is. My thing is telling you, I don't believe you would spring straight into action without asking yourself a couple of questions first. Nah. I think it's, I think that's natural. Nah, I don't, I don't think that's. I, you go in blind to shit. That's how you get, that's how you get fucked up. Nah, no, no, no. Make that that back counter was wide open. Like they chose at the end of the day with all that noise. Like, listen, man, somebody. It was a white dude in the McDonald's a couple of weeks ago who pulled out a gun on some kids. Like that's what that's what I'm talking about. Like you just jumping into shit without realizing what the fuck is going on. That's how you end up paying for shit. Yes, somebody needed to come and help her and assist her. Luckily, she was whooping his ass. But for the sake of my safety and knowing what the fuck is going on, I got to analyze the scenario first to make sure it's cool for me to do anything. Right. You're making your point. You're you're afraid of the ultimate repercussions. But at the end of the day, we got to stand up for each other. You cannot right. not help somebody because you're afraid. Hey, that's that's what that's that's what that's what some of us stand for. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't want to die. I don't want nobody to shoot me. But I can't let somebody get pummeled on because I think somebody might have a gun. That's where I stand. She wasn't getting pummeled on. Though. That's a, that's, or, that's another point. Or still. Still and all. Like you, right. No, protection is it's just different. It's just a different scenario because she was having the best of him. If he was abusing her in a sense, yeah, more immediate action is for to, to intervene is, is warranted. And then you also got to understand if nobody was recording this, the black woman would have got in trouble. You understand what I'm saying? Because he left the McDonald's right. to call the cops that he was attacked. Well, good thing the person was recording and they right. tried to and jump in. But at the end of the day, I definitely know Because he could have jumped in. Without recording, and then the white man go tell the police and do who knows what happens. And that's, they and that's, and that's what I was trying to get at. Mm-hmm. As black men, we're afraid of the police and what can happen. Like I don't know if those men were on parole. Um, you know, they this was their last chance, their jobs on the line. Like there's a lot of things that black men think about, and I'm not saying that those are excuses as to why they shouldn't intervene and jump in and and help. You know, especially black women. But they, but you just don't know what's going on in their minds. So like I'm saying, if the, if it wasn't recorded. Mm-hmm. And SBC McDonald's didn't even want no parts of it. Um, shout out to Yasmin though; she is um on leave of absence. Um, she's still getting paid. She wasn't fired. You know, what I mean, she's still employed. She but, better not get fired. Hey, well, I mean, McDonald's is showing that they didn't care about none of it. Uh, none of it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we don't know. But the, I think the video saved her, and I think the video would have saved all of them. But when you, when it first happens, you are afraid of your entire life, right? And I think that's um. It might have been what they were thinking, but all men aren't trash. Just the men in that video were trash if you think that they were trash. Or if you're like Fresco and you think that, hey, she held her own. and Or the guys that were in the videos didn't see nothing that happened. They just saw my man getting chipped up. They probably even never known Shorty to get mad before, but then come around from fucking flipping the burgers. See her landing bombs with a bag that on fucking Bob Doe's face. At the end of the day, from all I see, I can only go off what I see. If this was another black man... Nobody would have had hesitated to jump him or do whatever it is. It's just like when it's a white man, we are intimidated to even look their way and curse them out, man. We don't do that to nobody else but our own. So I can't wait till the movie Us come out, man, because at the end of the day, um, the, the the message in it is beautiful. All we care about is attacking our own, man. That's it. If, it, if it's somebody else, oh, I'm afraid he might got a gun. Oh, man, he going to call the cops on me. We are afraid of the white man. Yeah. I'm worried about niggas with guns, too. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if you look at the videos, what all do you see? I don't know, man. I just got a different outlook because I, I look at everybody through the same lens of scrutiny. Nigga, niggas be on some bullshit. White people be on some bullshit. Black women be on some bullshit. White women be on some bullshit. Spanish. Everybody be on some bullshit, man. I, I, I look at everybody through the same fucking... Telegraph, telescopic uh, view. Nigga, I'm watching you. Uh, yeah, I heard that bullshit you said. Whatever. 
right. Um, <clears throat> is there a such thing as good advice? Is good advice just good advice? Like, what if the person giving the advice isn't following his or her advice? You know, like, and I kind of took that from the R. Kelly situation, right? Where you got this guy talking about some, um, you're not alone. Like, he wrote a song, You're Not Alone, about an un- underage child who miscarried his child, right? But it's a song about him being there for somebody, which he's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, there's, there's, actually, she is alone. Actually, she is alone. <laughs> Facts. Because you had to get the message via, via telephone. He wasn't even there. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just like, um, and, and, and there's so many songs where, what's his name? What's this guy's name? This isn't a song, but it's like Derek Jackson, that guy. I don't know that. What song he saying? He's not a song. It's not a song. He's the guy on social media who always telling men what to do, how, how men should do. Mm. All right. But, don't know. Um, there's guys out there who does a lot of motivational speaking when it comes to black men, but then mm-hmm. you see them going through their third divorce. And you be like, man, why the hell should I ever listen to you? Because you- Oh, I ignore all them niggas. Those yeah. motivational uh, relationship master men on social media, but, oh, I ignore all them niggas. But it's good advice, good advice. Like, if it's good advice, is it just good advice or are you really holding the person telling it to a high standard? I mean, good advice, yeah, that shit sound good, but am I about to do that shit? It depends. It depends, man. Um, no, no, I, I, I do believe you can take advice from somebody who, you know what I'm saying, um, may have not done what they're telling you to do. Good advice is good advice because if it's your situation, I'm giving you advice pertaining to what you know what I'm saying you're asking me about or the situation that you're informing me of. I don't necessarily have to have gone through what you went through or did what I'm telling you to do to advise you correctly. Right, because it's hard. Like the advice that you get could be like life changing and you struggling to deal with it. Right. And then you look up, you're like, wait a minute, you getting a divorce? Right. If a bum tell you something that makes sense, you wanna ignore it because they a bum? Or you're going to listen because, hey, you know, hey, that actually made sense from some this bum-ass the, nigga. Some of the best advice I got was from somebody who looked homeless, who just was walking to the street and just stopped and talked to me. Yeah. And I mean, the old head, he just had so much great advice because he was from a time where you actually had to write love letters to women. You actually had to know how to talk to women, you know. He, he actually recited a poem he wrote to a girl and the first few words had me like, yo, damn, that's that's dope. You know what I mean? He like, almost bagged you, huh? He almost bagged me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he got me. Like, woo. Ooh. And, and you th- free tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and this and, and this gentleman was just walking up the street. I don't know where he was going, where he was coming from. But, um, you know, he had some of the best advice. Does it look like that he's still with that young lady he wrote that letter to? Probably not. Right. But he showed me a certain way to talk to women. That's experience and mistakes. So I feel like if somebody has... Uh, done a few things possibly the wrong way, then he might be able to, he or she might be able to inform somebody on, you know what I'm saying, what they think would be the correct way to go about the situation since they did it wrong and uh, got the results from doing it the wrong way. That's a, that's a fact, which where which is why I think that when you actually take advice from somebody and then you see them going through a hard time, that's your that's your opportunity to give advice back. Right. Instead of saying, oh, man, I'm not listening to nothing you're saying because you, you're you not doing what you told me to do. Right. And I think that sometimes that's how we look that at it. That shit do play into it, though. It's like you can't, like, I don't want to hear, like, if you one of these niggas on Instagram making videos all the time, listen, fellas, the ladies just need tender love and care, and you got to provide that to them. But then it come, a scandal breaks out six, seven months later, and 
you in a ring of bitches and you and, <laughs> and you got six, seven kids on the way now. It's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, it's you it's, know what I'm saying? Especially if their way of talking is very aggressive. Aggressive. They, they and then when them niggas make messages, they be talking down to niggas. They be yeah. like niggas really ain't shit. Ladies, leave that man. He's a loser. That's basically he's a loser. He's never gonna be the man you want. You gotta provide a find a way to make your life good for you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, isn't that the same rule for everybody? I don't know. Why is it just Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Doesn't that apply to men too? Like, why is it just being casted as if these niggas is just beasts? Well, I mean, some niggas is beasts, but I think I get more frustrated on the music side of things. Cause there's so many love songs written by men who can't keep a relationship. And <laughs> here you too. are using these songs as motivation. Right, that's like what happens song. when you don't write your own fucking music, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, these niggas wrote their music. It would probably be some of the fucking most heartbroken. Well, R. Kelly writes his own music. Oh, well, and he yeah. made some of the most, you know what I mean? Like, who was he talking about when he wrote Filling on Your Booty? I got to think about all of this now. You understand what I'm saying? That's my shit. It is. But guess what? Damn, I know he man. didn't write no song for no grown woman. This is my song for real. No <laughs> doubt. I, I, DJ's got, nigga. I, um, I remember my first dance to that song. I was feeling on the booty. And this is what I'm talking about. Not get, not to get back to him, but when he had his case and that TP2, now the Chocolate Factory came out. Now, usually I don't do this, but uh, go ahead and break him off a little preview of the remix. Yo, I'm R. Kelly, R. Kelly got me uh, thinking Damn about my it, faith, man. bro. R. Kelly got me thinking about my faith and what I believe in. Like, this nigga got caught. <laughs> wow. Because he got caught. Because it's on the footage. He got caught um, with the tape and all of that, and they want to pray about it. Like, bro. Like, uh, who? R. Kelly. Like, yo, let's 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 pray about this. Let's, let's pray everything works out. Bro, you on tape, and anybody can just say they're going to pray, but it's just like, it, it just gets you to thinking, like, bro, what, like, we can't believe in the same things. You understand what I'm saying? It's just right. like, it's, it's just wild that everybody goes to that. Let's pray. Like, if you shoot somebody, and you go to trial, and he like, oh, let's pray. We have the verdict. Me off for killing this nigga. We have the <laughs> verdict, and and all the people put their head down and start praying. Now, yo, he shot him, and you, you know it, bro. You <laughs> shot, you killed. you killed three niggas, and everybody behind you know it. But y'all gonna pray that the judge says God, he quit. Help me get out of this. <laughs> you know what, dear Lord, man, if you let me out of this, I'd never shoot another nigga again. Man. I, I promise. <laughs> but yeah, um, so music where I'll listen to a song and it and it'll have you feeling some type of way and you want to make up to your girl and you want to do this in the third, but then you realize the person who wrote it and sung it can't keep a relationship. I just think that that is, it kind of, because it's hard. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I feel like it's important to look at it a little further than that. When you know the music business and you know that niggas don't write their own music and it's just, they're just using their vocal talent to express the words on the page that the writers wrote. That doesn't mean it's them. Because they're singing it. I think that's what the the disconnect might be with that. Because we do look at people performing the songs as if they're telling us their lives. Some of them are, some of them aren't. But, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's They're just a fucking voice. But the, the words are, it's just, it's made up. Like, that shit is made up to provide some type of, it's like a movie in a sense. You know, the movie, the the bum Starts off being homeless, and then he meets the girl, and then he rises to the occasion to get the girl, and then they live happily ever after. I'm sorry, but like music, they making it, 
they making it seem like that's the way things should be. Like they try to do that shit too. Music is more inspirational within a movie. And I don't know why it's like that. I think because we're told and we know that the people in it are acting. But how many musicians will tell you, now this is me. This is really me. And you just be like, okay, you know, it, it sounds good. And with the music, you really take the music as some type of inspiration. I, I, don't, I don't think it's it. different because them niggas is acting just like actors. They just tell you it's them. You just got to decipher what's, what is and what isn't, basically. But they all acting. They putting on an image. Now, it's an image and a gimmick. Now, don't get me wrong. I said earlier that Black Panther was my favorite movie of 2018. And that was, and that gave me inspiration. And that gave me inspiration. Like it was a real, you know what I'm saying? Like it was something right. real. So that was like the one movie where I was just like, man, yeah, I'm really a king. But you ain't never been inspired by no other movies? I remember watching Fast and Furious a couple of times and coming how out of the theater like, how could you get nigga, I'm about to burn up. Nah, no, not at all. <laughs> like, nigga, what? Oh, shit, the nigga not Paul Walker, the 80 out the parking spot in reverse? I'm about to do that shit right now nah. in the movie theater parking lot. But I know people who did, though. I used to hang around with some, some car junkies, and after they got finished watching uh, Fast and Furious, they really wanted to go outside. Yeah, I want to go outside and drive. And air drift joints. <laughs> uh, 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 the Tokyo drifting, Drift. The Tokyo yeah. Drift. Oh, I wanted nah. to do that I shit. I got in the car, man, and Graves after we saw yeah, that. I thought. Son, <laughs> he was really trying through the drifts on the highway. I'm like, hey, you know what? <laughs> Yo, bro, okay, so I'm never getting in the fucking car with Ed Graves after watching the car movie. Yeah. But, man, I, I remember watching Taken. I'm like, oh, shit, nigga, I'm about to fuck somebody wait, up. Wait, wait, like, so, what were you going to do after watching Taken? What were you going to do? I don't know, man. I was just ready to nah. fucking put hands on a nigga. I felt like a double agent, nigga. <laughs> I was ready to do it. Nah. I just wanted to chop somebody swift as shit. I can't see myself. Besides the Black Panther, I really didn't see myself in that form. So you saw yourself as the Black Panther. Dead serious. I saw myself. Not the Black Panther, but as a king. As, as somebody more than a nigga for the first time. Because that's all our black movies ever said. Like, you got to understand, not one time did they use the N-word in that movie. Not one time did they use the uh, 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 explicit rap music in that video. Like, they really were just like, yo, as just people who love each other, this is what we can do if we actually helped each other. Like, when it first came on, they they are West Coast in the projects. I, I'm thinking a little too short about, the, like, yo, bitch-ass nigga. None of that happened. Think about it. Let's watch the movie, and now one time— I mean, first of all, it's PG-13, and it's a comic movie. So, no, you're not going to get that. All right, but that was the first time that well, I right. actually saw a movie like that that really didn't um, go into about things of that nature. So, yeah. So I was kind of, like, okay with that. And that was the one movie that I think that inspired me that— you know, but as far as music go, yes, I'm listening to a song. But like, yo, I'm ready to conquer the world after listening to this song. It's it's the music I get. I mean, drums, I mean, snares. I, I, I get that from a lot of stuff. It's been a couple of times I listen to some gangster music and I feel like shooting a nigga afterwards too. Nah, she not me. But then not me. I, you I, ain't I, never want to listen to nothing. I'm selling nobody. dope. None nah, of that for the nah, moment. Nah, 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 nah. Like I'm, I'm counting fat stacks in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like I got the, nah. I got the Glock on my hip with blood on my shoe, but then I pull in the work. No, 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 no. <laughs> but then I'll pull out the work. Hey, how you doing? But son? it might be. I might think of something later because my, my, my mind be blank sometimes. But um, hey, there's a, there's something else that I've been seeing that's that's been happening on social media, and it's just all hitting me all at one time. Mm-hmm. And the question that I got is, would you actually date a woman who said it was mandatory for you to get your feet and nails done? The reason why I bring this up is because I was actually talking to a young lady. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's always posting pictures of her feet and hands and she gets a lot of compliments on them. So we sparked a conversation about that. And she was like, 
Um, one thing, one situation that turned her off was when mm-hmm. a guy took off his socks, he had horrible feet. And mm-hmm. that kind of turned her off. But I'm just sitting here like, yo, like, okay, you know, things, you know, things like that happen. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be, like, you know, just just put some lotion on them things. But, you know, men don't necessarily have to take you, care of their feet. You like, keep your feet moisturized? Yeah, I keep lotion on them. Yo, this one time I was dating this girl, right? Can't put lotion on my feet. Listen, bro. this one time I was dating a girl, right? And I and I had to pass one of the tests. And <laughs> she was just like, yo, take your sock off because I want to see what you're working with. I, I want to see. <laughs> I want to see your feet. So I took off my socks. And she How like, bad right. did you disappoint her? No, no, no. She was like, you good. You okay. straight. Now, I mean, did you show her the left foot or the right foot? The left. <laughs> That's a sign. Did you show her both or just the one just left? one. I didn't want to do it. I <laughs> he showed you to... your good foot. You always show him the good one. <laughs> you always show him the good one. Am I lying? I've never been asked no shit like that. So I was I asked know. that question. Dead ass. I was asked that question. She's like, yo, take your socks off. I want to see. But, okay, so basically what I'm saying is. So, she Eddie Murphy you. She boomeranged you. But I'm official, though. I'm official, though. So on to the topic, right? And I seen this post on on Facebook where I seen some hands crossed like this. And I didn't know whose hands it was. But an old girl posted it. And she's just like, yo, men need to keep their hands clean like this. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, yo, what if women made it mandatory for men to get manis and petties like they do? I wouldn't be mad. You wouldn't be mad? I wouldn't be mad, no. I actually don't mind a manny or a petty, to be but honest What about with you? being, like, yo, like, how we look at them? Like, you just, like... If you... She got high standards. She's very fucking sanitary. I don't know if I'm ready for that, man. The world is changing under my uh, feet, and I'm just not ready for all of that. What you mean, man? The world is changing before my eyes. Yeah, that. Right. I, like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that better. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> like you said, the world is changing under my feet. <laughs> Yo, you stay but fucking you, up with brains, man. <laughs> but you knew what I meant. Yeah, I figured I'm it out. Not, I'm just not ready for that, though. Like, I don't think that I should be... It, I mean, I'm a pretty clean brother, man. I don't... If a woman said, listen, I would prefer if you got manis and preddies every week. I'd be like, what? I, I, I enjoy them anyway. That would just be an excuse for me to do the oh, shit. Oh, you get them? Sometimes. Not often, but I I've do never do got one. Never got one. Man, you got to get both of them shits at the same time. <sighs> See, I don't like this conversation right nigga, now. Nigga, I'll be in the chair. I don't like this conversation. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I got my headphones on and shit. Nigga, I don't, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. I just don't like when they put them little skimpy ass flip flops on you when your feet dry. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not wearing them shits. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so. What I'm saying to you is like, okay, what about women? Do you judge them or do you say something to her if her if she skips a week, she's chippy? Like, oh man, you know a week? Nah. Or just, okay, like she just she. It, it, it'll be it, it'll have to be a while. Then I'll be like, oh, you ain't. When's the last time you? I ask questions. When's the last time you got your toes done? That's the, the, oh word, yeah. I mean, I I ask because I could I could kind of tell. That's <laughs> the conversation I don't want to have reversed though. Like I don't want to be chilling. I mean, what's the difference from her saying that about your toes and your and your uh and your hands? Um, but she can make a comment like that about your beard. Hey, your beard looking a little scruffy, nigga. I think it's time you get it uh, get that shit shaped up. That's normal for me. I'm telling you, but about- it's the same thing. It's still maintenance. It's, Yo, your toenails are too long. Clip them shits. Like it's the same thing. See, we're, we're talking about two different things: trimming the beard, keeping the haircut. No, we're not talking about. The, we, we are talking about the, the same nails, thing. It's maintenance. And going to the shop and actually getting the clear polish all on you and getting, you ain't got to get the polish, bro. It's optional. Listen, you don't know shit. I don't know nothing Listen. about that. I'm, I'm telling you. Listen. You ain't got to do none of that, right? And it is the same thing. It's all maintenance. It's all grooming. A haircut is grooming. Clipping your toenails is grooming. When do we start doing this? This is this is what I'm saying. Like, when do we start saying, hey, okay, this is what we do as men? 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe you got to ask the, the first nigga to start wearing skinny jeans or some shit. I don't know. I just know. When did you get your first drink? Uh, I'm 32. I was, it was in my 20s. Like, I think... I think I started paying attention to shit like that, like when I go like out of town and stuff. I don't want to like because I go to like sunny places and shit. I don't want to be the nigga out of town with his toes, toenail poking through a sock and shit. Like I can't even sit poolside and nothing like that. I want to be clean. I don't want to have none of those issues. And that was your idea. Nobody else's. <laughs> Nobody ran. Like- I think the first person I know personally who got a pedicure and was like kind of made it in my mind. Like, oh shit! Well, I could do it too. Was my was Dean, our brother Dean. Mm. Dean did it. And I was like, oh shit. All right, well, bitch, I'm about to get one. Fuck that. Okay, so it changes the narrative. Like, as soon as somebody you know do it or somebody cool or somebody like, okay, well, if you did it, I can do it. You still kind of, you know what I mean? Maybe. Sometimes people just need confirmation. I mean, maybe it was a stigma on it for a lot of men that that's some girly okay, shit. But, that's, it, but it's just maintenance. And that's what I'm saying. So if nobody ever introduced that to me and I just wake up and just like, yo, we getting manis and petties now. I'm like, since when? That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that I've got a problem with change, bro. I do. I, I know you do. It, it, you got to find this. This ain't no Maddie and Petty situation. This is everything. Like, yo, when do we start doing this? You know I me? Mean? Like, I remember, and it's going to sound. Yo, you should get your air pierced. No. No. Definitely too old for that. I ain't about to be 36 with my first ear piercing. Never you happened. Come, I'm going to laugh. I don't even want to get more tattoos. Like, I don't, because, like, I want to get more, but then I say, yo, why start, why should I start getting tattoos close to 40? Like, that's a younger thing that you should be really getting into. In my opinion, I don't agree. I, I feel like, man, you do what the fuck you want when you want to do it. I man. don't, I don't, I don't want to be. I don't want to get more tattoos, <clears throat> and, it's, and it's crazy because it's more accepted now. When I got a tattoo on my neck, which was a long time ago, everybody was looking at me like, "Yo, corporate America not gonna hire you." Now it's just like, bro, that's because niggas in corporate America now got tats on their neck. But I'm just telling you from where I was actually getting tattoos. I'm from that era. But everything's changing, man. When the, I was getting the tattoos. The outlook on tattoos, marijuana, all that shit is different now. When I was getting tattoos, you had to cover them all up. Now it's just like you can have tats everywhere. Like your your your, your boss that had tattoos I all over I never once had to cover up none of my tats for like none of the interviews. Of course, I dressed apart, but you can't see them shits really. But I got tats on both sides of my neck, but I never really made it a point to... Let me wear this thick-ass collared shirt so they won't see my neck tattoos. But that was a time. It was. That's probably why I didn't get a couple of jobs and didn't know it. That's what know. I'm Okay, that's what I'm saying. I, I didn't know You're it. You're coming in with all your tattoos showing, like, what, what is this, like 2000, I 2002? Mean, I didn't grow up groomed for corporate America. I didn't, motherfuckers wasn't like, hey, man, you got to wear your shirt and your pants up right because these motherfuckers and these officers not going to hire you. Like, that wasn't a thing. You ain't got to grow up being groomed, but we, we better off than our boy Kev. Remember Kev used to go to a job interview with a radio and a wave cap on? <laughs> the Panasonic A, a black and mouth in his ear, wave cap on, with a radio. Rough as shit. Yeah, it was, my name is Kevin Williams. I came for his interview. <laughs> Bro, do you want this job or not? But anyway. I mean, it sucks, but at the end of the day, we still all have to know that at least, let, like, dress the part for a job interview. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just like we didn't know that at the time. You can't wear the typical hood nigga uniform outfit, man, which is a polo shirt, some khakis, and some Tims. At the end of the day, work. just to uh, get back on the topic, I don't think I'm ready to be forced to get a Manny and Petty. I don't think I'm ready for that. I don't think that – I think I missed that. I don't think I have to. I think I, – I missed that trend. That, that's for the young boys. No, I'm it's not, not doing That's it. actually an older man's thing. I'm not doing thing. it. I don't think that's a young boy's thing. I think that's a grown man's All thing. All right, but some, but I think, listen, I'm old-fashioned. And there used to be a thing where men could be, even people, could be stuck in their ways. I think there's too much of 
people trying to change people all the time. Like, also, let me be me. There's also some people not coming out their shell enough. Like, it's, I think it's a fine line between you being who you are and being open to different shit. All right, well, pick, pick it. But don't, I don't have to do everything, but pick it and let so me. So you're going to pick one thing and then you. A few it. things, a few things. But if I say, hey, this is too much, okay. let me have that. All right. But if I'm on some, I'm not doing nothing, then yeah, I'm violating. Okay. All so right. I'm cool with that. I'll go with that. So yeah, I mean, I think that's it. That's all we got for this episode, though. That was all? You ain't that's got no fresh fiascos? Nah, I ain't got no fresh fiascos. Oh, man. And we already been recording for an hour and ten. We got like 70 minutes. I thought we had more. Nah, we good, man. <laughs> Number nine. <laughs> Episode uh, 118. No uh, no fuckers you doing this week. I didn't really get a chance to research shit since I was in L.A. I was high most of the time, like extremely. So I really wasn't doing much episode prepping but next week i got you niggas to worry about it. i want to call this episode cancel chance the rapper i don't like that nigga. i never listen to his music anyway never so. Listen to him, so it's easy for me yeah i don't like that nigga. i don't have any of his music in my fucking library so uh yeah man spotify apple Podcasts. hold on man we 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 canceling everybody for everything now like niggas make a mistake and it's like i've never canceled anybody but chance the rapper i've never canceled nobody niggas say stupid shit all the time but it's a but it's a hashtag. It just goes oh, along okay. with you know okay. trending. All right. Personally, Ooh. me, I'm good with it because I've never been like, well, I don't like this. But chance, what he said was actually stupid though. It was very stupid. He, what he said was one of the most ignorantest things you could possibly say for somebody who's supposed to be smart and he's not. I agree. So I agree. I agree. And this was episode 118. 118. Yes. Apple Podcast, Spotify. Yes. We back. Yes. This week, episode will be up tomorrow. Year. Happy New Year 2019. Start your new year off on a good foot and listen to the next episode of the podcast, brothers. You dig? Peace out. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Of course, the Lexus Golden Opportunity sales event is about exceptional offers, but it's also about the luxury of versatility and the freedom of a summer day coming together for you at the perfect moment. Lease the 2019 NX300 all-wheel drive for $369 a month for 36 months with $29.99 to a signing. Experience amazing at your Washington-area Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer valid in the Lexus Eastern area only and in September 3rd, 2019.